Forgotten Realms Edition 3.5 The Kirk Lanterns Part 3 The stronger, fiercest specimens of the Kirk Lanterns lead each wing. Any member of the wing is free to challenge the current leader for rulership of the band at any time, making for sudden and dramatic power shifts. Some of the energy and time that the Kerlanans might otherwise direct against Ferunians is spent resolving these challenges. A fight to the death settles the contest, and the only known witness to a Kurlanan leadership challenge, a sage from the city of Suzel, who risked her life to get close enough to observe the wing's ritualistic combat, described it as a dance of brutal savagery. A wing leader can never let down his guard or rest on his laurels if he wishes to remain in charge for long. He must constantly provide himself himself fit for leadership by being the first to strike and the fiercest in battle. Ginger has no impact on wing leadership. There are roughly as many female wing leaders as there are males. Membership in a wing shifts constantly as individual Kurlanans leave and join. Adventurers have told of encounters with solitary Kurlanans that did not attack but rather observe the party from high in the air, only to flee if confronted. A sizable number of Kurlanans, perhaps as many as quarter of the total population, are solitary creatures living apart from all uh, from all others of their. Uh, of their kind. They do not join wings and actively avoid contact with their fellows, departing an area if more Carlanans arrive. Among the Carlanans, these solitary creatures occupy a special niche. They are called in their own tongue the Valric, or the eyes. Valric make it their business to explore the lands of Faroon, studying the people and cultures of this world into which the Carlanans were so rudely throughout. Valric observe so that the bulk of the race is free to continue to engage in acts of vengeance against deities. The Valric impart the knowledge they gain to other members of their race 
when called to a rookery. They are particularly interested in matters of a religious nature for obvious reasons, but they have also attempted to learn something of Faroon's different cultures, languages, and races, and also its rich history. The eyes may be found in nearly any location from the north to the unapproachable east, from wildernesses, from wilderness to sprawling city. Most major cities of Faroon have at least one member of the Valerie, and a few of the largest metro Metropolises boast several. Valric Carlanans always advance as rogues. A vital part of Carlanan society is the Kivar, or the Voice. These important figures might be the heart and soul of the race, for they keep the fires of fanatics. Fanaticism, fanaticism burning in the Kurlanans' collective breast. Before a planned raid or attack, the Kavar gathered the wing or wings together to remind them of their grand purpose, making war on deities. Traveling from wing to wing, the Kavar employ a number of devices ranging from narratives of past victories to verses uh, enumerating the deity's many faults, all of which are designed to incite the Kurlanans to a fever pitched of anger and bloodlust. Likewise, the Kavar often fly with a wing, or inspire the Kurlan with a wing, or group of wings, to the attack, using their special talents to inspire the Kurlanans as they carry the fight to the enemy. As much as, much, as such, the Kavars function as almost spiritual and irony not lost on the godless Kurlanans. More intelligent than the majority of their fellows, the Kurlanans who become the Kavar planned their roles with some forethought and care first probably patterned themselves after bards they observed rallying adventuring parties or entertaining in taverns. Little by little the Kurlanans developed their own verse and chant styles and found them to be useful not only for recording the deeds of the race but for keeping it focused on the great, greater goal. When several wings gather to achieve an objective greater than what a single wing can accomplish, it is almost always because a Kavar 
has been successful in uniting the Carlanans for the purpose. Several Kabar have even been successful at establishing loose alliances with other groups in Faroon. Something that most who have encountered the fanatic Kurlanans would not have thought possible. Kabar advance as fighter bards. The Kurlanans began existence with a single goal punish the deities by desecrating their temples and extinguishing all their god slaves. This is still the ultimate goal of the race, but the Kurlanans have modified their approach considerably. Their initial strategy in pursuit of the grand goal was simple. They were prepared to attack and slay every divine spellcaster, religious leader, or worshiper of any deity at all of, no, in all of Faroon, one by one. However, it became apparent even to the most fanatic members of the race that these tactics would accomplish little except the slow attrition of their members. The members of the emerging Kabar caste were the first to recognize that both information about the world and a different set of tactics would be necessary. It was they who convinced the Kurlanans that some members of the race should separate from the wings and go into the world to learn what they could. This is how the Valrak were conceived and born. The Kabar hoped that by better understanding this world they could devise strategies that would enable the Kurlanans to realize victory over the deities and give the race a chance to triumph. Their plan has proven successful, at least, in that it has allowed the creatures to plan their raids and attacks more carefully, but the Kavar came to understand that even more challenges would be required even if the process was slow and painful in the face of the generally chaotic Kurlanan nature. The Kurlanans are unable to breathe with any outside their own race and so cannot recruit more members in that fashion. While some have accepted that temporary uh, alliances with certain god slaves might be necessary for the greater Kurlanan good, none for the greater Kurlanan good, none are ready to welcome other creatures into their community. But alliances once impossible, once impossible due to the Kurlanan's fanatical refusal to even communicate with god slaves are rapidly becoming another matter under the guidance and direction of the Kabar caste. 
Slowly, cautiously, the Kavar have advanced the idea that the Kurlanans have everything to gain by forging alliances with other humanoid groups. This concept was met at first with near total resistance, but gradually, as information gathered by the Valrak has trickled into the rookeries, the idea is making sense. To the surprise of the Kurlanans, they discovered that some Ferunians natives give little more than lip service to deities, preferring to devote themselves to more important agendas and pursuits. Among these groups, the Arcane Brotherhood, the Knights of the Shield, and the Iron Throne have proven the most compatible with the Kurlanan outlook. All these groups desire power, but none of them are particularly interested in doing so in the name of a patron deity. While some individual members of these organizations may venerate patron deities, their beliefs don't seem to have detracted from their ability to help their society achieve their goals. The Kabar has thus been able to convince several wings to swallow their distaste and work jointly with these groups on limited occasions. One wing cons uh, recently joined with a contingent of Iron Throne agents who sacked a caravan carrying supplies destined for a remote temple in Ogma. Another, another aided the Arcane Brotherhood in conducting a thorough reconnaissance of a druid grove near the community of dead snows in the silver marches. The wing has agreed to help the Brotherhood destroy the grove in the near future. All the alliances forged thus far are admittedly temporary, temporary, and the Kabar know that they must be cautious. It takes only one mistake in their choices, in their choice of allies, to forever sour the entire race on the whole idea. The Kabar hope that when the Kurlanans see how effective such alliances of convenience can truly be, they are more accepting of the idea. They have hopes that in the near future some wings might even permit very temporary alliances with those who worship certain deities, such as Syrian. The Kavar cannot help but to be in complete agreement with Shar's desire to war on the other deities, and they are not opposed to working alongside her clergy for that very purpose. And when 
that happens, the Kavar know that the deities themselves are going to tremble at the havoc the Kurlanans shall wreak. If the Kavar are successful in this plan, only Shar would eventually be left, and by then the Kurlanans' power should be too great for her to do anything other than submit meekly to her death at the hands of her one-time 